0: The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility and love of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily this Lord's Day are offered in the praise of God for our congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst. And as the spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. Today is a profoundly special Sunday, our annual Martin Luther King, Jr. Sunday service devoted today to the memory of of Howard Thurman and particularly to the opening of Boston University's fine new Howard Thurman Center. To that end, we welcome as guests and leadership of our service, the director of the Howard Thurman Center, Ms. Katherine Kennedy, longtime friend and colleague and our longtime friend and colleague, Associate Provost and Dean of Students, Mr. Ken Elmore. We thank them for their service broadly and especially for their leadership in this service. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place and I know that it's the presence of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face and I know we feel the presence of the Lord. For without a doubt we will know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. In the spirit and memory of Howard Thurman, we recognize and affirm that each one present and each one listening is a child, a child of the living God. Thurman wrote, the basic fact is that Christianity as it was born in the mind of Jesus, this Jewish teacher and thinker, appears as a technique of survival for the oppressed. In him was life and the life was the light of all people. Wherever this spirit appears, the oppressed gather fresh courage for he announced good news that fear, hypocrisy, and hatred, the three hounds of hell that track the trail of the disinherited need have no dominion over them. As the choir guides us, May we in that spirit lift our hearts and minds to the living God in confession, let us pray. it, hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
1: A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention You peoples from far away, the Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up princes and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: lesson from Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brothers, Sothenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth. To those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 40, verses 1 to 11 with the antiphon. Wait patiently for the Lord who incline to me and hear my cry. O Lord, oh rule me up from the desolate pit, out of the mirror, send my feet ball. upon the Lord. May he my steps. Secure. The Lord put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and be on and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who have to go astray after false gods. O Lord, my God, you have multiplied your wondrous deeds, and your thoughts towards us. None can compare to you. Where I to proclaim and tell of them, they will be more that can be numbered. Sacrifice and offerings you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burn offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I say, "Lord, I come in the role of the book is written in me. I delight to do your will, O God, your love is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Lord, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not had your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not conceived your face as love, faithfulness, from the great congregation. O oh Lord, do not withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and faithfulness ever present in me..
4: Gospel according to St John chapter 1 verses 29 to 42 Glory to you O Lord The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and declared Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world This is he of whom I said After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me I myself did not know him but I came baptizing with water for this reason The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, "'Look, here is the Lamb of God.' The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, where, "'What are you looking for?' They said to him, "'Rabbi, where are you staying?' He said to them, "'Come and see.' They came and saw where he was staying." and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two of them heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon and Peter's brother. He first found his brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Christ. Christ.
0: Please be seated. And I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove. Spirit in scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. O Lord, Thou hast known me, Thou hast searched me, even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou dost beset me behind and before, and layest thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there, if I make my bed in Sheol, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and travel to the othermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me, thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Let only the darkness cover me, and the light about me be as night, even the darkness is not dark to thee. The night is as bright as the day or darkness is as light with thee." As you know, that is Howard Thurman's favorite psalm, the 139th. His teaching is nature and grace through and through. We might call it beautifully a natural grace. And so as we come together on this Lord's Day and celebrating a bright new accomplishment across our university, We welcome our gathered colleagues from university leadership and administrative uh, guidance and are grateful for a moment to pause amidst the scripture and the spirit we hear in scripture. Listen for a moment to the Gospel of John. The scripture will dazzle us if we allow it to. John presents Jesus in a very different light. This is Christ as God striding upon the earth, his feet barely touch the earth. Did you notice at the end of the reading, he doesn't need to know Peter's name, he already knows it. Thou art Peter and I will call you Cephas. Did you notice mid reading that the Baptists are among us now, these are not the Southern Baptists, or the National Baptists, or the General Baptists, or the American Baptists, or the Cumberland Baptists, or the Free Will Baptists, these are the pre-Christian Baptists. And it may well have been that the evangelist himself came over, if you will, from those who had followed John to take up with the journey with Christ. Did you notice? You know you need to listen, we always do, to the dog that doesn't bark. Did you notice what didn't happen here? Last Sunday we had a beautiful sermon on the baptism of the Lord. You know, it's all set. There's John, there's the dove, there's the spirit. But Jesus does not enter the water. There's no baptism of Christ in John. Jesus does not deign or stoop at this point. He loves religion, but in the Gospel of John, it's the Gospel itself that ever trumps the church Inheritance is important, but innovation is more important. We have inheritance, we have innovation, and it's right here in the first chapter. Spirit touches us in Scripture. Likewise, Spirit touches us in tradition, and that very much is on our mind today. We think of the traditions of this Lovely Sanctuary and Franklin Littell, coming in 1951. Howard Thurman, about more, uh, about who more in a moment, in 1953, and Robert Hamill in 1965, and Robert Thornburg in 1978, and Robert Neville in 2003, and your current dean, your incumbent dean in 2006. These are our traditions. Alongside us, are voices here Some of them are our own, particularly that of Thurman saying, all through the losses, victories, and defeats of my life, there has been this trailing joy of beauty. He drew on, as he, you know, he met Gandhi, and he drew on Gandhi who said, if God is going to come to the hungry, he must come first as bread and saying also, I understand myself only and fully as part of the fullness of humanity. And Martin Luther King, whose Sunday this is and whose monument we note every day, every Lord's Day that we come to worship, he who wrote and taught and said that he believed that unarmed truth and unconditional love would have the last word in life, that we, we have our own traditions here that we're honoring. Just two years ago, here in the second pew on the pulpit side, there sat in the tradition of Thurman and of King and of Elijah Cummings. You'll remember some of your nodding. John Lewis was right here with us, not long ago and far away, but in the second pew, a part of our own tradition. So we recognize that our life together is a shared life and we have an abundance in common. We could put it this way, that we all survive the birth canal and thereby carry a bit of survivor's guilt into life, all seven and a half billion of us. We all need bread and a name every day, not just bread, but one does not live by bread alone, but a name that will guide us, all seven and a half billion of us, We all grow and change and move out of our family of origin. That's part of what happens in college years, all seven and a half billion of us. We all age, age and age, and after the year 50, it's maintenance, 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 all seven and a half billion of us and we all shuffle off this mortal coil en route to that undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns. All seven billion, seven and a half billion of us. We are part of traditions that guide us, spirit in tradition. Likewise, spirit and reason, this year for some reason, thinking about April 4th, 1968, the voice of Massachusetts' own Robert Francis Kennedy came to mind. Late that evening, he descended in the rain, the Indianapolis Tarmac Airport, greeted a throng that didn't really know the news. Just remember the snippets of what he said. It was a spirited reason like that of Thurman that he brought. I have some bad news for you tonight. Martin Luther King, who lived a life of love and justice, has been killed. For those of you who are angry and ready to respond, let me say to you, I also had a member of my family that was killed in a similar way. And then he quotes, out of the blue, Aeschylus, the Greek poet, saying, in our sleep, pain which does not forget falls drop by drop until in our despair and against our will comes wisdom in the awful grace of God. It was a moment of spirited reason as the rain was falling. The rain's still falling, and we need that spirit. The spirit of of, of reason brought especially and fully to this Pulpit and this chapel by Howard Thurman. Now we're going to ask you to read or reread this winter, Thurman's Jesus in the Disinherited. Read or reread Thurman's Search for Common Ground. Read or reread his autobiography with head and heart. But remember the phrases that carry forward here about a crown to grow into, about the unity of all things. This is the natural grace of plants and rocks and flora and fauna. Howard Thurman was 100 years ahead of his time 50 years ago, and that puts him still 50 years ahead of us today, guiding, shaping. A word on the disinherited which we heard earlier. It was also in this body, voluminous body of work, a a voice of reasoned spirit, guiding us together into an unforeseeable future. Spirit in scripture and tradition, spirit in reason, spirit in experience and a playful moment of experience. Thurman loved humor and he loved the playful side of life. And I was thinking this summer, driving across Route 20, which extends through Massachusetts and actually across New York State and all the way to the West Coast, there was a moment, where do ideas come from? Maybe it was the leisure, maybe it was the drive, maybe it was the quiet, but all of a sudden into the mind came invading the following idea. You know, I've admired the work of Sherry Turkle across the river at MIT. For a long time, her books alone together, reclaiming conversation. We should invite her into dialogue here. And there was an idea. Where did it come from? Now, we haven't done that yet, or more properly, I haven't done that yet, but it's an idea waiting. Whence ideas? Or more playfully still, whence imagination? Maybe some of you too have watched the debates of this political season. The other night, it may have been, it has happened to you, too, that 1 Samuel 16, 1 to 13 came to mind. Now, if you don't remember that passage, it's about a nation looking for a new leader. And along came a bit of playful imagination. You remember, the Lord says, go to Bethlehem. I suppose Bethlehem could be a town southeast of Des Moines, Iowa, in our appended, updated version. And look through the people you find there. And so they went, they debated along the way, and they found <coughs> Eliab, uh, a nice Jewish fellow whose nickname we'll say for today is Bernie. And they found also Abinadab, uh, an, an older fellow who today we'll say his nickname is Joe. And they found Shama and we'll say her nickname was Elizabeth. And then they said, don't you have anybody else? And they said, Well, well, the Lord said, uh, I have seven others. And we don't have their names in Scripture, so we can imagine their names. Maybe it was Buddha Judge and Bloomberg and Harris and uh, seven names together from this contemporary time. But you know, the Scripture goes on, doesn't it? And they weren't done hunting, and they said, Don't you have anybody else? And they looked at him and He said, well, not really. And he said, don't you have anybody who's maybe out in the field, tending, shepherding, not with us right now? And he said, well, there is that one other, that other you haven't seen very much of yet. His uh, name is David, but we'll give him the nickname Deval in this commonwealth of Massachusetts house. And uh, they said, fetch him, bring him forward. We're not leaving until we see him or at least see him on, on television. In other words, where does that kind of imagination come from, good, bad, or indifferent? It comes from the, the spirit. And as my son, a basketball coach, would remind us all in that context, he, t- he coaches on the, in the West Coast, he would say, Dad, it's not how you start that matters, it's how you finish. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Spirit today, in memory of Howard Thurman, in scripture and in tradition, in reason and experience. Now you're going to ask, how do I come close to my own most self, to the presence of Jesus my Lord, or to the voice and spirit of Howard Thurman? Come with us this afternoon following worship to the Howard Thurman Center, that's one way. You can come close to Howard Thurman in scripture, and in song, and in spirituals, and in hymnody, You can come close to Howard Thurman in community and meaning and belonging and empowerment. You can come close to Howard Thurman in praise and worship and preaching and religion. You can come close to Howard Thurman day by week by month right here. And the doors of the church are open to all. We'll give Thurman the last word, his natural grace. Think of him walking at night on his Daytona beach, beautiful and warm. The ocean and the night, he wrote, surrounded my little life with a reassurance that could not be affronted by any human behavior. The ocean at night gave me a sense of timelessness, of existing beyond the ebb and flow of circumstance. Death, I felt, would be a small thing, in the sweep of that natural embrace. And I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove. Amen.
5: And the words of Howard Thurman serve as our invitation to prayer. He said, when Jesus prayed, he was conscious that in his prayer he met the presence, and this consciousness was far more important and significant than the answering of his prayer. It is for this reason, primarily, that God was for Jesus the answer to all the issues and the problems of life. Thurman said, when I, with my mind and heart, truly see God and give myself in prayer, I too meet his presence. And then I know for myself that Jesus was right. As we prepare to give ourselves in prayer, you are welcome to stand, remain seated, or come forward to kneel at the altar rail. Now let us sing together hymn 473, Lead Me Lord. Almighty God, we begin our prayer as you taught us, lifting your holy name above all others for you are our one true and living God. We bow before you praising your name for your steadfast love and faithfulness and we thank you for your mercy and grace. We trust in you with our whole hearts and pray for your guidance. Lord, we seek your presence and we ask you to direct our paths. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, he who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetrate it. He who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. In January 2020, in the midst of overwhelming indifference, contempt, cruelty, and violence, we turn our focus to you, Jesus. Abide with us, Lord, and make us conscious of the evil around us and the evil within us. Forgive us. Restore our souls so that we will not be indifferent, that we will stand with those who have been and continue to be harassed, abused, and marginalized. Give us the voice to speak out and the courage and will to take action against evil. Lord, our shepherd, rescue us from the dark path of indifference. We remember Dr. King and all who sacrificed and fought for the freedoms we have today. We are thankful that they leaned not on their own understanding, but let love and faithfulness guide their actions to change the status quo. We pray for those who continue to fight injustice, disease, poverty, and ignorance in this nation and around the world. Abide with us and give us the strength, conviction, and courage to join the fight. God, our deliverer, lead us on the path of justice and truth. We, who are created in your image, are diverse in many ways and perspectives. Gender, race, sexual orientation, political affiliation, country of birth, mental and physical capacities, to name a few. Abide with us so that we are able to recognize that each of us, no matter how different, is a product of your hand. Guide us to accept and embrace each other and help us to concentrate on how our differences complement one another rather than how they divide us. Instead of proudly comparing ourselves to others, help us to recognize that our different gifts and perspectives are given to us according to your grace. Thank you. Transform us so that we freely welcome and integrate different perspectives and gifts to strengthen our communities. Christ Jesus, guide us to the path of unity. We pray for our country's leaders and for all leaders around the world. Direct them in the way of wisdom and lead them on the path of righteousness. Lord, in the midst of our anxieties, we know that you are near. As a faithful people, we bring our concerns to you. We present our requests to you, God, confident that your peace, which transcends all understanding, will guide our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. We pray all of these things in the name of the Good Shepherd and complete our prayer together as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us
6: We welcome you again to the nave of Marsh Chapel as we celebrate the life of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the work of Howard Thurman. We value your presence with us whether you are seated here in the sanctuary listening live on the radio or live stream or listening later via our podcast. In a spirit of friendship, we ask those of you seated in the pews that you locate the red booklets at the end of each pew toward the center aisle and enter your name and contact information. This helps us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. We have a few announcements regarding this week's events. The first is that, as the Dean mentioned, following the service, coffee hour will be held at the new Howard Thurman Center for Common Ground at 808 Commonwealth Avenue. All are welcome to attend to enjoy light refreshments and check out their amazing new space. I got a sneak peek this week and it is amazing. Uh, with the grand opening of the new Howard Thurman Center in mind, we direct you to the insert in your bulletin, uh, which can also be found online at our website bu.edu/chapel, for the list of events celebrating the new cl- location. Of note, uh, tomorrow there is a celebration of the life of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from 12 to 2 p.m. in the Metcalf Ballroom in the George Sherman Union. Tuesday, the Howard Thurman Center will host its opening reception from 3 to 5 p.m. And Saturday, there will be a Howard Thurman Center celebration from 8 p.m. to midnight with live music and dancing. More information about these events can be found at bu.edu Thurman slash calendar. Uh, the Marsh Chapel offices will be closed tomorrow in observance of MLK Day and will reopen for the start of the spring semester on Tuesday. So welcome back to our students. Most of our weekly fellowship opportunities will begin after this first week of classes with the exception of mind, body, and spirit yoga, which will resume this Thursday at 5 p.m. The Marsh Chapel Choir will also hold auditions on Thursday at 6 p.m. for anyone who is interested in joining this semester. Rehearsal will then take place immediately following auditions. Finally, this coming spring semester's Morning Study Group will be reading Jim Wallace's Christ in Crisis starting next Sunday. Books are available in the main office for a suggested donation of $20. Please see Reverend Dr. Karen Coleman with any questions you might have. For all other news and upcoming events, please visit our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as the chapel website at bu.edu/chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, may we remember that it is a gift and a giver, a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
7: It's got time.
2: Good gifts come from you, dear Lord, and from these riches we bring this offering. Help us to use it for your furtherance of your purpose in this place and for the benefit of those in need. Amen. <laughs>